The following is a presentation of KSL Sports. First and 12. A total roundup of this weekend's BYU football and the new look Big 12 Conference. First and 12 is sponsored by Macy's Grocery Store. Your hosts are Mitch Harper and Alex Keery on KSL News Radio and the KSL Sports Zone. Happy Sunday to you, everybody. Oh, look at that. I got my voice back. You know what that means? We're going to put a bow on this entire first and 12 season. Alex Keery, Mitch Harper, right here on KSL News Radio and on the KSL Sports Zone 97.5. Oh, my goodness. Mitch, we've uh, come to the end here. Our producer, Eric, said it right before we started up here. Blake and I, the season's over. Not just that. Like, it's we're week 14 now, man. Like, we, the conference championships are in the book. Uh, we've got college football playoff stuff that's going to be obviously invading our world over the next month. We're super excited about it, but I cannot believe that everything went so quickly. We shouldn't be shocked. We do this every year. An eventful Big 12 football season, and, you know, we'll unpack what happened yesterday with the championship game and, and what's going to be fun, too, in hour number two is we're going to do a look ahead to 2024 oh, yeah. and put our power rankings with all 16 teams in the new Big 12. So hang tight. We're going to have a, a loaded two hours here putting a bow on Big 12 football in 2023. But we start things off with the headlines. 12 headlines. 12. The dozen storylines that shape this week of Big 12 football. Headline one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Texas is your Big 12 champion. Of course, they lock out the season. Uh, and really, this is it. This is a historic thing. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to minimize what uh, Texas did this year and what Steve Sarkeesian did this year. This is something that they don't do very often. Frankly, for all of the hype that they always get, uh, we stood there on the same field that they played that championship game on back in July, Mitch, when they uh, when they rolled this thing out in the media polls. Uh, had Texas at the top of that thing, and we all looked at each other and went, well, what happens when it doesn't happen? But Sark came through, man, and it wasn't just a big win this year. They go 12-1, and one, and they blow out Oklahoma State in kind of a dog of a game, but certainly Texas showed their beef uh, and, and showed that they don't necessarily need their best players on the field to be able to beat the Oklahoma State Cowboys. First Big 12 title for Texas since 2009. It's been a long time, it? and, it, you know, it's, it's crazy because they'll now exit the league and act like they just ran the ruse. But for 14 <laughs> years, they oh, yeah. they didn't really do much. And they were still kind of a play away against Kansas State from missing this thing altogether. So it was a tougher road than people thought. Uh, but, you know, Texas, great champion. They were really good this year, 12-1. and We'll see what happens a little bit later today with their situation. But uh, Texas, your Big 12 champion and well-deserved. Quinn Ewers, headline number three. He wins the WWE Big 12 Most Outstanding Player belt. Got it from The Undertaker. I'm trying to think of anybody better it could have been from. My kid was watching this game with me yesterday, Mitch, and that black belt is in the middle of the field. He's like, what the heck is going on on these uh, hashes here? Why do they have why do they have the belt on the field? I go, oh, because the Big 12 can't do it anything else but a little bit different than everybody else, including when my when – my, and that's headline 4-2. I had to bring it up because my wife goes – What's, is Nelly on TV right now? Is he still a thing? And I went, honey, you shut your mouth. How dare you defile Nelly? She got it, though. She was like, "Is it, are they trying to do a Super Bowl thing? I said, yeah, it's not really working out. She goes, so they bring out him and four backup dancers, and that's your halftime show. How funny was it, though, when was you, so see the school, you see the school bands and 
Women from like the Texas band are just getting it, dancing. What does it take to be number one? What is that he's doing? It's getting hot in here. Oh I'm like, oh gosh. my gosh, I'm getting excited. It's like 2003 all over again, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> I think that's why part of my the life that my wife was trying to forget about, like in the high school. She's like, I got, she's like, I got to get out of here. Like, I don't feel good with all this music. I was ready to go to like a, a club and like just go. I was ready no, to like. No. Go get not it, a right club. Start dancing. Not a, not a club, <laughs> Mitch. Club Omni 2003, yes. 2004. Get me going, man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but Texas fans, though, they oh, made the their best. voices heard. They, they relentlessly oh, yeah. booed Brett Yormark, and then they chanted, SEC, SEC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the southern accent from the crowd. Now, listen, he knew he had to take that medicine, right? You saw yep. the look on his face. That's a guy who he knew he's been a part of weird rivalries. This is about as weird of a rivalry as you get when a conference <laughs> commissioner has to eat crow at the 50-yard line uh, at the Big 12 championship game. Exactly what he didn't want to do. But you know what? I mean, I will say, though, out of all the conference championship games, this, the Pac-12 game, I, I can't – I don't – well, the SEC almost became kind of a classic, but even then it kind of fizzled out. I think it was I, – I, when, when you talk about champions – and you talk about things that, uh, you know, teams did to kind of get where they are. I thought Texas kind of put on a show today or yesterday, and that's exactly what you got. I, I, I think that they it was the right thing, and, and you can't deny that Brett Yormark brought something different to the conference this year. That he did. and But I got to ask you, though, Alex, headline number six, how concerned are you about what this performance from Oklahoma State does to the image of the Big 12 moving forward? Because you got to imagine the national writers, the national oh, yeah. media are going to say, well, this is the new world of the Big 12. You're just going to be completely thumped by anyone from the SEC, the Big 10. You're in a far lower tier. You might be power conference in, in status only, but it, there's there's no uh, proximity or closeness to you yeah. and the SEC. I think it's going to be a narrative going forward. Yeah, but I will say, too, though, this is exactly what these other conferences do. Top heavy, right? Maybe you have one or two that are the top. I mean, you could make an argument. I was pretty disappointed. I mean – Ollie Gordon, from the very beginning, did the same thing he was doing against BYU, or just like, oh, my ankle, you know, just he wasn't 100%. And Oklahoma State does not have a quarterback. Like, they, yep. they you could tell they were they were so far behind the eight ball. But, I, I mean, it's not like the SEC. One or two good teams, right, every year, mm-hmm. and every few years maybe an LSU. But, like, you can't, you can't make some argument that you're some heavyweight with a couple of good teams. And the Big 12 is going to have, just like everybody else, Probably a couple of good teams every year. They're going to be pretty darn good. I think the additions to the conference are going to help out in that respect, too. Does Texas actually end up in the college football playoff? The answer is probably not here, and we're going to find out in the next few minutes, obviously. But I don't think Texas is going to have enough to get there. I think the committee is going to have to figure it out and say, hey, yeah, I guess we're going to have to throw uh, either Georgia or Alabama in this thing, and it's likely going to be Alabama. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't want two SEC teams in there. But I really don't think Florida State is it. But I, that's another argument we can have on a different show. Everyone was hoping hoping Oklahoma State would bring the version of Oklahoma State in Bedlam. Instead, we saw Oklahoma State against USA. Uh, they, they were just not good in Arlington. And that was a disappointing performance from Mike Gundy's team. Headline number nine, the Big 12. Was it Times Square, of course, because Brett Yarmark's like, how can I get in New York? How can I do something that's on the big, the big board at Times Square? Uh, it was a little bit. It, it was it was a hard try, but that's what he does, man. He he gets it out there, and I think that it's it's 
It's aggressive. You might roll your eyes at it, but it's something that people talked about, and uh, that's what he's going to do is get some reaction. The All-Big 12 teams were announced this week, and the coach of the year, Mike Gundy, the offensive player of the year, Ollie Gordon from Oklahoma State, well-deserved on that front. I thought Ollie was definitely the best offensive yeah, what, player in the league. But was Mike Gundy the well-deserved coach no, of the year? I don't that think was so. totally the the continuing members saying, we're not going to give it to oh, Sark. Yeah. We're not going to give it to you know Brenton Venables. We're going to make sure it's going to Mike Gundy. Big middle finger from the rest of the uh, uh, the staying conference members. And, uh, yeah, look, that's what you got to do. They called each other, right? He was like, hey, Lance, it's me, uh, Chris Kleiman. <laughs> You're not voting for Sark or Venables, are you? No, no, me neither. Okay, cool. Just making sure we're all on the same page. <laughs> Well-deserved, though, Defensive Player of the Year. You saw it Absolutely. yesterday. With Tefondre Sweat, he was outstanding. He had the big medallion at the press conference. He's a heck Good of a player, Tefondre Sweat. He was Defensive Player of the Year. BYU had a few guys uh, on second team, all Big 12, Tyler Batty, Ryan Rico, and Kingsley Suamataia. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty – Pretty solid across the board. No no real omissions, I thought. I thought it was pretty solid on those Big 12 awards. Other than maybe Mike Gundy getting coached there, you can raise some yeah, questions right. there. Uh, and then finally, I was going to ask you this on the way out here. Where do you think Oklahoma and, and Texas are going to end up in the SEC if we're going to just kind of really put our crystal ball to work here and try to figure out where they're going to end up at the end of next season? Texas, I think, in the top four of the SEC. I think Oklahoma could be the next – Tennessee, the next Nebraska, maybe where they become they, they get lost, uh, where they're six and six and seven and five, and then maybe once every seven eight years, there's a great year. But maybe Nebraska is a big stream because Oklahoma is a winning program. Yeah. But maybe more Tennessee, where it's consistently seven and five, eight and four, and I, I just don't every see once Oklahoma in a while, being near every the top once in at a while all. You show up. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I here's another kind of burn on the conference a little bit. When Dylan Gabriel is your first team quarterback for the conference, you kind of yeah. go. Is that what you got? Is that what you have right now? I mean, that's more of an indicator of kind of where things are at in the in the Big 12 overall quarterback-wise. But, yeah, I don't think Oklahoma's going to be able to get it done, you know, quite there. The good news is this, but if you're Texas, you need to be careful because just having a lot of money, ask Texas A&M, does not get you necessarily anywhere when it comes to that. you got to legitimately compete on the recruiting front. All right, there you go. We're going to lock things out on that with our final Big 12 headlines of the season there. We're going to come back. Uh, give some reaction this hour because, you know, think we're doing things just a little bit different this week because we're kind of putting a bow on the entire season. A season recap for the BYU Cougars. Uh, we're also later going to do a season recap of the Utah Utes who are going to end up, of course, uh, as conference members uh, come August. So we'll get into that as well. We've got takeaways from the season. Next hour we've got tons to get into because the power rankings this week, Mitch, aren't just going to feature – the uh, 14 schools, we're going to take away Texas and Oklahoma. We're going to add the four corner schools like we've been waiting to do all season. And then we're going to argue about where they should be from 1 to 16. All right, we'll come back. More to go right here. It is KSL News Radio. It is the KSL Sports Zone. And this is First and 12. Alex Curie, Mitch Harper. We'll be right back. Stay with us.